During Father, we come, we're thankful for tonight. We're thankful uh, for the food that we ate. We're thankful for those that prepared it. We're thankful for the fellowship we have as a church family. We're thankful for the opportunity uh, together in the middle of the week. We're thankful for uh, the opportunity to come and to hear your truth tonight. I, I pray that you would lead us tonight, that you would speak to us, uh, that we would consider and hear and obey what it is that you say to us tonight. I pray that it would bear fruit. I pray for our, for our kids' classes meeting tonight. So important uh, to lay a foundation of truth, and I pray that's what happens tonight. I pray for, for little ears and minds to be hearing tonight. I pray for our youth tonight. Same thing, that they would be blessed in, in the correct teaching of the Word of God, the truth, and that it would bear fruit for them. And then again, I pray for us and the other adult classes uh, that you would lead us and speak to us tonight. We, we pray for those in our church that are ill, those that are sick, and those that have recently lost loved ones. We, we pray for some going through all sorts of other uh, things. I pray that we would put our eyes upon you and that we would walk around in, in joy and peace and contentment knowing uh, we are secure in Jesus Christ. Help us in that. Lord, we lay all this out before you, and I pray in Christ's name, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, tonight we're going to continue uh, our, our Bible study, The Grand Scheme of Things. Uh, we are now in Lesson 77, moving along. We are in uh, the Gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, we're going to spend probably a couple months here uh, looking at the things that are going to go on or, or, or have been reported to us uh, in the Gospel accounts. So that's where we're at tonight. Uh, our lesson tonight is entitled, The Golden Rule or Jesus on How to Treat Others. The Golden Rule or Jesus on How to Treat Others. We have one verse tonight. Uh, it's our key verse. It's our only verse, Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 12. This is in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount. It is a piece or a segment that comes out of it, and it's this one single verse. I'm going to go ahead and read it uh, to start us off, and then we're going to read it a couple more times as we move through our study tonight. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 says this, In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. And the prophets. The key point from that verse that we're going to look at tonight is the truth that following Christ is more about uh, than just our dealings with God. Sometimes we think, well, it's all about how we relate to God, what we understand of God, how we interact uh, with God, and we think that's what that's what it's about. It's how we uh, interact with God. Well, actually, following Christ includes more than that. It includes how we interact with people uh, shaped by the fact that we have interacted with God. And so it actually matters how we treat people. Our Christian walk uh, is also, also includes our interactions with people uh, that have been influenced by our interactions with God. Very simply, we're going to see it several times tonight, believers are to be gracious in all of our affairs. That is the truth. question is this, very simple question, how are we to treat others? Other people, we're going to talk about what that means. How are we to treat other people? Now, th here's, some, here's some potential things or some potential ideas. Do we treat them with justice, paying back wrong for wrong? Now, they did this, they get this. And so do we treat, well, you know what, I'm going to treat people with justice. Do we treat people with mercy, which means overlooking an offense? They did something wrong. 
They have earned a punishment, but I'm going to be gracious and I'm going to be merciful to them. Is that how we deal with all people? What if we did that? What would the crime rate be if we just say, well, we're going to excuse that? Do we bless them with graciousness, giving them what they do not deserve? Is that what we should do? We're a follower of Christ. I'm going to give you what you do not deserve. I was thinking about that today. How many kids are messed up because somebody gave them an IROC Z28 and this and this and this and all these things that they never deserve? Uh, is that how we treat people? Do we uphold a system of fairness? Means that we only give people what they deserve. You get what you deserve. You earned it. That's what you get. Is that how we treat other people? Do we treat certain people better? Do we treat certain people worse? This one can help me. This one has a better past or, or track record. Do we treat certain people better than others uh, or and other people worse than others? Do certain actions by people call for certain responses from us? And so, you know what, I can overlook this thing, but if you do this thing, then I've got to pay you back or I've got to uphold justice. Are there certain actions that require certain responses from us. And so again, it is a huge question. How are we to treat others? Um, that, whole, that whole system really is a system of ethics. How are we to treat others? And then the, maybe the most important question is, and how do we know that? How do I know how to treat that person or this person in this other situation? How do we know how to treat others? That subject is complicated. Uh, it takes into account complicated issues. Uh, there are issues of human nature. There's issues of, of really cultural ethics. And the answers to that question might be uh, extremely complicated. Uh, you think about that. Your answer could be based upon an individual, could be based upon a certain situation, could be based upon a certain environment. What if this culture counts this as wrong and maybe this culture doesn't. What if something's wrong in Africa that's not wrong in Australia? Well, what do you do about those two things? And really, when you start to think about that, what is fair always? What is right always? Now, what, what, what about different cultures? What do you do in those situations? Really, the answer almost becomes unknowable. What do you do when you're here? What do you do when you're there? What do you do in this certain situation? How do we treat other people? How are we to treat other people? It almost becomes unknowable. Here's what we know. As believers, how we treat other people truly does matter. Now, we're going to talk about this in our, in our Bible study. It is a reflection and a great reflection of the one whom we follow. Now, here, here's the good news tonight. The good news is Jesus takes this entire issue, big issue, and he sums it up in one clear teaching. Now that's, that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty strange. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that as we move through the lesson. But that's a huge issue. There's, there's whole um, people di discussing what about ethics and how do we treat people and why do we treat them this way. And Jesus comes along and in one verse he answers the question. Now that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing. All right, let me ask you a couple questions. Here we go. We're getting ready to go to the verse. First thing is this, what do you think of people whose actions do not match their words? First question, just think about that. You meet somebody and they say these things. 
Now, they preach these things. They talk about these things. But when you watch how they live and you watch how they treat other people, you watch how they do business, uh, their actions do not match their words. Here's, here's what I was thinking about that. What do we think of people whose actions do not match their words? One word pops in, hypocrite. They're a hypocrite. doesn't match. I have a problem with that, but here's the, the reality, unless it's me. If it's me and my actions aren't matching my words, I'll make some excuse and explain it away. But if there's other people and what they're saying is not matching what they're doing, we instantly go, well, they're a hypocrite. They're a fraud. They're not to be trusted. Here's the second question. What do you think others think of believers, now this is a very specific example, who do not treat other people so well? And so here you come along and you say, I follow Jesus Christ. He's forgiven me of so much, and he's instructed me to be a forgiving person, a, a gracious person, and yet you watch how they do business. You watch how they gossip about people. You watch how they talk about people, treat people. Maybe somebody cuts them off in traffic, and they lose their mind trying to get back and cut them back off. Maybe it's the waitress at the restaurant. And then people say, you know what, but that person says they're a follower of Jesus Christ, and I think it, it sells the whole thing out. What do you think of others think of believers who do not treat people so well? All right, let's look at the verse. Uh, I'm going to read Matthew 7, 12 again, and then we're going to actually go piece by piece, word by word through this verse. Listen to the words. Jesus is preaching. Jesus is speaking. Here's what he says. He has his disciples gathered up in everything. Therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Let me read it one more time. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. All right, I'm going to go piece by piece through that verse. First thing we're going to look at in the verse is when. When. Notice Jesus' teaching starts off and it says, in everything. In everything. That is a broad statement, and it has a very broad application. And so when you say in everything, that's big, that's broad. Well, it has a very broad application. Here's what it literally translates. In everything means this, in all things, in all situations, and in all responses. In all things, all things, all situations, and all responses. We are not allowed to pick some situations where we might apply this and other situations where we do not apply this. We're not to say this situation merits this and others exclude this. Jesus says this, the ethic of how we treat others is literally applied to all things. Now, when I read that, I want to go dadgum. So what about at this situation? What if somebody wrongs me? What about at the sporting event when somebody just quit running their mouth? What about at the grocery store? And, and the ethic is in all situations, in all things. What if somebody's really done you dirty? Uh, well, well, I surely have a different response there. It actually says all things, all situations, all responses, in everything. So when do we apply this? In everything. That's going to be big. Second thing is this, how? How? The next word in the verse is the word, therefore. Uh, it, it's a little bit different than we would, might understand it. It's not, 
um, here's some good things to do, therefore do this. It, it literally translates so or thus. It means in this manner, or it means like this, or in this way. And so here's what it's saying. In all things, do like this. In all things, follow this way, in this way, in this manner. And so notice this. There is a singular standard for all situations. There's not 20 situations and 20 responses. In all situations, there is one response. And so there is this singular standard for all situations. No matter the situation, we're to respond in this way. No matter the situation, we're to respond in this way. The next part is what? What? Jesus then lays out this ethic and how we're to treat others. How do we treat others? He lays it out, and he does it very plainly, does it very simply. Treat people the same way you want them to treat you. Now, I want you to think about that. It doesn't get very complex. It doesn't say, when you're in a divorce and the lawyers are doing these things, then do it like this. When somebody has belittled you and you found out about it, do it like this. When you're having an argument with your parents and this and that, do it like this. It says, in all ways, this is how you do it. There's one response, treat others the way that you would want to be treated. So here it is. It's not very complex, not very hard to understand. How do I treat others? In one way, in the way I want them to treat me. How do I treat others? How do you treat other people? One way, in the way that I want them uh, to treat me. All right, next part of the verse is the why. Why? One verse, very simple, very plain, one response, all situations, but why? Why do it like this? Why, why not do it some other way? Why not have a, a, a varied re response? Jesus concludes the why like this. For this is the law and the prophets. Do it like this. Why? Because this is the law and the prophets. Now let me explain that to you tonight. The law and the prophets that is a phrase used to describe the Old Testament Scripture. Uh, several times it's used in the New Testament uh, in the Law and the Prophets or according to the Law and the Prophets. Uh, it, it says that that's referring to the Old Testament Scripture. Now, the Old Testament is made up of the law given to Moses, recorded, and the writings of the prophets. And so what is the, what is the Old Testament all the way through? It is the law and it's the prophets. It's the law given by God and it's also the prophets. And so that's just a, a way of saying uh, the Old Testament. So Jesus is saying, why would you do this? And he says the reason why is because it is a summation of the Old Testament. And so the summation of the Old Testament is summed up in this one action. Now let me explain that to you. So if you want to live in a way that honors God, and if you want to live in a way that obeys his word, then you do this thing. So why would I do this? Why do I care about it? Why do I think it matters? Because if you want to obey God, obey his word and honor God, then this is what you do. This is the summation of all of that was saying this. You want to obey God's word? You want to, you want to bless his name? You want to reflect highly upon him? Then this is what you do. We treat others in the way that we want to be treated. I think it's pretty awesome here. We, we kind of touched on it a second ago. I think it's pretty awesome how the complexity of many different subjects uh, that could be discussed 
for many hours is made so simple and so concise by Jesus. Now think about that. What, what if he had to write it out? What if we had to have a Bible study? And, and I said, here's your topic tonight. How should believers treat their spouse, chapter one? How should believers treat their kids, chapter two? How should believers treat their coworkers, chapter four? How should believers treat their neighbors? How should believers treat their enemies? How should believers treat those who can help them? How should believers treat those who might hurt them, injure them? How should believers treat their business partners? How should believers treat those they trade with? How should believers treat strangers? How should believers treat young people? How should believers treat old people? How should believers treat those people that are unlikable? There are actually people that are just unlikable. I don't know if you knew that or not. There's some folks that are not likable. How do we treat them? Think about that. Jesus could preach sermon after sermon after sermon. We could turn to, to first, how do you treat unlikable people and take our lesson from there? It could go on and on and on, and yet he just says, let me just sum it up for you. Treat all people in all situations the way that you would want them to treat you in the story. What if it's a vile, mean, nasty divorce at the courthouse? Treat people the way you want to be treated. What if somebody sold you a bad car and they won't make it right? Treat people the way you want to be treated. On and on. What if you heard your friends gossiping, co-workers all talking about you? Surely you can settle that score. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Very, very simple, the, the answer that Jesus gives. All right, so that's the verse. So then let's, let's talk about now the application. Living by the golden rule. All right, so now that's the verse. Very easy to understand, very plain. Now, what does that mean? Well, the first thing is this. To live by the golden rule is to desire that which comes with walking with Christ. And so listen to me. The world doesn't have that standard. The world says get yours, even the score, pay them back, uh, make sure everybody knows your rights are taken care of. That's the world's way. That's not Christ's way. And so to live by the golden rule is to say, you know what? I want to do what Christ has led me to do, and, and that's done because I want to walk with Christ. So to live by the golden rule means uh, I'm seeking to walk with Christ. Here's the deal. As Christians become aware of the gracious ways that God has dealt with us, um, guess what? We become more gracious with others. And so when you say, you know what? Um, those people, God ought to stomp them out. You know what God should have done? He should have stomped me out. You know what? God ought to take those people and he ought to show them how it's going to be. You know what he should have done? He should show me how it's going to be. But when I understand God is gracious to me and kind to me and forgiving to me and gives me what I do not earn, as I seek to walk like Christ, this becomes how I live. I think it's a growing thing. I think it doesn't happen overnight. I think it's a growing thing. But as you want to honor Christ and you desire to walk with Christ, this will become your response. I can tell you this, um, just trying to walk with Christ, I'm not the same as I was three years ago, five years ago, praise the Lord, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's how it ought to be as we walk with Christ. You know what, I, I'm not so quick to fire off anymore and I'm not so quick to want to pay folks back anymore. And so what does it mean to live by the golden rule? It's to say, you know what, I want to walk like Christ, with Christ, to the honor of Christ. That's the first thing, what does it mean? What does it look like? I want you to notice this. 
Um, it says, in everything, therefore, treat people. Notice the word treat. It is an action verb. It's actually a verb. Uh, the command of Christ is not to just see people differently or hold people differently or maybe from a different perspective, but it's actually to do something about it. So I could say, you know what? All people are created before God, but my actions might not show that. You know what? I, I feel like those people are on equal footing before the cross, but my actions might not show that. And so it's not to just speak. It's not to just perceive. It's actually to do something about it. Here's what that means. As a believer, you're to do something in a way that would treat people the way that we would want to be treated. So what does that look like for us? It means this. We would be kind to others. I think that's the best word. Good, maybe kind. If, if you deal with me, I'd like you to be kind. Not rude, not lippy, not mad. I'd like you to be kind. I think maybe that's the best word, kind, good. It means that we would be gracious to others. Actually being gracious to others. Giving to others. I'm going to be giving. And I'm, that means you can't just say, I, I wish you well. I hope you have a good, <laughs> you have a good spring. No, I'm going to do something that's gracious in giving. It means we seek the betterment of others, even if it costs us. I think that's the great example of Christ. He uh, gives us our salvation at the cost of himself. Well, if you're going to be Christ-like, then you know what? I want to do the best thing for you, even if it costs me. And so I want to, I want to live in a way that's, that is a betterment for other people, even if it costs me. It means we try and remove pain and conflict in people's lives. Let me tell you this. Here's, here's kind of an attitude that I've had for a long time. If you're dumb and you make dumb decisions and you're paying your dumb consequences, then I walk by and say, well, you just got that. You're just dumb. And you earned it. You ever walk by and say, man, look at those dumb people. They just earned that. <laughs> They're getting theirs. You know what Christ would do? He would say, I want to lift that off of you. I want to make it better for you. I want to resolve the conflict. I want to... Hey, we do dumb things. We get in bad spots. Let me be the type of person that removes pain and conflict in people's lives. It means we have their interests in mind. So you actually go, what, what would help them? What would benefit them? What do they need that I could do? And it shows up all of those things, graciousness, giving, kind, betterment of others, cost of self, removing pain and conflict, you're actually going to do the things that, that produce those results. You're actually going to do those things. It's not enough to just say you actually have to do those things. All right, think about this. And if you think about that, basically this is a lesson in looking like Jesus. And that's, that's the bottom line. If you think about those things and you're going to do those things, then it's a lesson in looking like Jesus. Right, I want you to see two things here. How you treat other people reflects two things. And, and I, I started to think it was just one, but the more I looked at it, it was two. How you treat other people uh, in business, in, in dealing with strangers, dealing with close friends, family, how you treat other people does this. The first thing, it reflects what you think of Christ. And so if, if you're not gracious and kind and forgiving, uh, it, it reflects poorly of what you think of Christ. Uh, I think as you grow in the understanding of what Christ is, who he is, 
these things grow. And so if you're mean and nasty and foul and backstabbing and lying and gossiping, you have a very small, wrong view of Jesus Christ. That's the answer. So how you treat other people reflects what you think of Christ. Here's the worst one. And how you treat other people reflects on Christ. And it could be good. It could be positive and negative. But, but here's the deal. How you treat other people, well, hold on a minute. I thought you said you followed a Savior that was forgiving and had forgiven you of a whole lot of stuff and was gracious and kind. And, and I'll tell you, it is, it is probably the most damning thing um, for a person to say they follow Christ and to treat people like garbage. And here's what I've noticed. I talked to somebody this past week. Uh, there are a whole lot of folks that do not want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ that for sure don't want to assemble with the church of Jesus Christ because of how they've been treated and how they've watched Christians treat other people. How you treat people reflects what you think of Christ. How you treat other people reflects on Jesus Christ. That's a big deal. I can I, I think about times I've responded terribly. Can't go back. Some of those folks, I can't even find them anymore. But you know what, man, I wish I could go back and say, you know what, that's not how my Savior would treat you. And I wish I hadn't treated you that way. It's a reflection on Christ. Here's another question. Do you think we put an immature or adolescent spin on this teaching of Christ? Here's what I think. The golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Don't we tell this to nine-year-olds on the playground or, or when they're in the, in the house and they're stealing each other's presents and I want this, these are my crayons, and we say, hey, little kid, treat others the way you want to be treated. Follow the golden rule. And I think we treat it like it's playground etiquette or about sharing your toys instead of the Christ-given ethic for Christian life, which means this. Hey, we want to teach our kids this. It's not all about kids. It's about people and how they treat people. It's not about uh, all about kids. Here's the question. How much do we consider this as adults? And I'll just say, I think we get away from it. And we say, well, that's a good little teaching. I hope our kids' class learns that tonight. Uh, and, and we don't think, what about me at 52? Or what about you at 72 or 32? Um, how do you treat people? What does that reflect of your uh, understanding of Christ? And what does that reflect, more importantly, of Christ? Think about that, how you treat people that drive around you, how you treat people, uh, maybe a waitress or, some, or, or somebody somewhere, do we actually think this is an ethic and a standard for adults to follow? Here's the last part of that part to think about. What would that result in if we actually, as adults, live by the golden rule? We actually said this is the ethic of Christ and we're going to practice it. What would, what would life look like if the majority of Christians... Uh, we're diligent in their obedience to this command. And I started thinking about that. I think the world will be a lot happier. Uh, we will be a lot less short-tempered. Uh, we'll be a lot, uh, maybe not so quick to fly off the handle. And if this person is gracious and this person is forgiving and this person is trying to help you get out of a bad spot and this person over here is, is making sure that they're trying to get, get you out of a painful situation... If we actually did that, I think people would be happier. I think people would be less depressed. I think it would be, 
we'd be less cutting and, and vicious uh, as a people. Think about, we think, well, that's crazy talk. You're, you can't get a, America to do that. You can't get Texas to do that. What if you just got one church to do that? And I think, I don't even know if we get three churches to do that. But what if you just got one church and they said, I'm going to treat other people the way that, that I want to be treated. And I don't have to have this big PhD in, in situational ethics. I'm just going to do what's right and what's kind and what's good and how I would want to be done. And so I don't need a big, I don't need this big deal. That's what I'm going to do. I think it would be a great witness to lost people. They would say, man, look at those folks. I think it would be a blessing to us. And I think people would be a lot less, less selfish or self-focused. Now, that's where I ended the lesson. I, I went back and put something else to it. Here's what I notice a lot of times. People hear a lesson, and then they say, that's good. I like that. Um, what do we need to do next? And somebody will say, have you got a book on that? Or is there a Bible study on that? What do we, what do, we do next? Um, let's go. I'm ready to do something. What do we do? In closing... We should consider how best to radically apply this teaching. Lesson's over. It is. We ought to start thinking about how am I going to be gracious, kind, good to people, take them out of hard spots. What am I going to do? What resources do we need to carry it out? Do we need some books? What curriculum should we study through? Are there some conferences that we should go to? Is there an expert that we should seek out? No. We don't need any more books, don't need any more Bible studies, don't need to meet any more times, don't need a Sunday afternoon Bible study, don't need an expert, don't need to go to a conference. Here's what you do. You have all you need to do, it's in one verse, treat other people the way you want to be treated. So I, I sat there and thought about that. Well, what are we going to do about that? How are we going to apply it? Here's what you're going to do. You're either going to obey it and honor Christ or we're going to disobey it and dishonor Christ. We don't need anything else, no more books, don't need any more lessons on it. We're either going to do it in obedience to the honor of Christ or not. We have everything we need to do. Here would be something awesome. What if we walked out of here and these folks said, watch me tomorrow, watch me tonight, watch me this week, and we started trying to treat people the way we wanted to be treated. One simple thing would be a radical thing just right around us. We're going to end right there. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, and I'll lead us in a word of prayer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for you tonight. We're thankful for this opportunity tonight. We're thankful for one verse. And I pray, Lord, that we've heard it, that we've understood it, and now we're ready in, in love in obedience to you to apply it. And I pray that we walk out of here and the folks we deal with all the time and the folks we deal with uh, some really almost none of the time, I pray that we treat them in a way that honors Christ, uh, tempered, shaped in our relationship with Christ. Here's what I say, Lord, forgive us where we've messed that up. Forgive us where we've been jealous. Forgive us where we've been mean. Forgive us where we've been selfish and self-centered, forgive us of that. And then, Lord, I'm thankful we don't have to go back there and stew on that. Help us now to walk looking like you. I pray for our kids uh, that they're learning this tonight. I pray for our youth that they're learning this. And again, we just come in the middle of the week and tell you, thank you for this night, Lord. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.
Glad you're here. You're dismissed.